You're with Annalisa on All Ears, and right now we're headed out to a warehouse in Melbourne's outer northeastern suburbs to check out an Australian first. And it's a fair bit bigger than something you could build in your average backyard. Hence, we're headed to a warehouse. We're currently standing in front of what is the shell of the first Pico sound system to be built outside of Columbia. Right now in its current concept is um, 2.3 metres high and, and about the same distance um, wide. Um, we're hoping that it can be brought down a bit because it's uh, unable to get through doors. <laughs> my name's Tom Noonan. I guess for my day job I'm a project manager with a not-for-profit. I've also worked as a uh, migration agent doing visas for touring musicians, a collector of records and got an interest in all things Colombian. I'm uh, Johnny LP, I'm a um, social worker by day and uh, DJ and record collector um, by the night and weekends. Oh, I love that sound. <laughs> Kookaburra, can you hear that in the mic? <laughs> A few months ago, I found myself at a Colombian cultural festival in inner Melbourne with music cranking, people playing soccer and something caught my eye. I was looking for the very first time at a Pico sound system speaker, albeit a miniature version. It was emblazoned with fluoro psychedelic artwork depicting an elephant in the jungle with records and in big letters across the top was its name, El Oro Negro, the black gold. And then I heard that the two guys you just met were building the first ever Pico made outside of Colombia. And what is a Pico sound system exactly? Well, if you make your way to the Caribbean coast of Colombia to towns like Barranquilla, Cartagena and Santa Marta, you'll find a unique tradition. Neon, towering sound systems called Picos are part of an outdoor sound system culture which has been developing in the region since the 1950s. These towns are teeming with Picos, each with their own flamboyant Technicolor artwork and names like El Gran Lobo, which means the big wolf, Supersonico, Supersonic, and El Coreano, the Korean, all designed to draw a crowd and reign supreme over their competition. And this is why we find ourselves at a warehouse in Greensboro. So let's hear more about the history of Pico Sound Systems from Tom Noonan. Barranquilla, being one of the largest cities on the Caribbean coast in Colombia, was, I believe, the first um, city in Colombia to get a radio station broadcasting. And people uh, throughout the city would um, not have the means, the financial means, to buy, a, to own a radio or to listen to the, to the radio or the music being played. And so people would take their systems, their radios, out, they drag it out onto the street. Um, Colombia is similar to a lot of other Latin American um, countries in that you have these sort of one level tiled houses with a courtyard at the front that's surrounded by a security fence. People would drag radios out into the those family areas and there'd be kids and dogs and whatever else, people playing and socialising and they'd blast music out onto the street. That culture slowly evolved for, you know, people trying to get a bigger and bigger sound system so that eventually you had this culture where 
the radio station became less important and it was more about people playing records, vinyl records, for families, for people just coming and going in the street, people eating. It's a, it's a kind of full community thing. There are certainly sound systems that have gone through generations of people, um, gone through families, been passed on to other families and that identity has remained consistent. Um, there are others that are just sort of come and go. The word pico, meaning pickup, supposedly refers to the kinds of trucks that delivered the heavy sound systems from the 1960s onwards. It also refers to the needle of a record player and to what can happen at a party, you know, picking up. And you won't hear your standard top 10 style music on the sound systems. In fact, very little Colombian music in general. Picos are a distinct expression of Afro-Colombian culture and play genres that originate in Africa and styles that are blended with Colombian music. And this, as you'll hear, provides a pretty valuable musical schooling for those who get to hear it. I listen to a lot of Pico music. When you talk about Pico music, you have a, the huge influence of Africa uh, because it's, it's really in the Caribbean. Uh, so there's like rhythms from Africa coming in to, from Congo and from Nigeria and artists that wouldn't play on mainstream radio, they will be played on the Pico. You know, so it was a, a way of expression for the ghetto and for those social communities to say, hey, you know, this is what we actually want to listen to. Oscar Jimenez is a Colombian musician and producer who's lived in Australia for the past 18 years. He grew up just outside of Barranquilla. He's active in creating music-based cross-cultural exchanges between Colombia and Australia. And the Pico will be part of that. And while Oscar grew up right in the thick of Pico territory, it's important to emphasise that this is the music of poorer neighbourhoods and Colombians outside of these areas and outside of this coastal region won't necessarily have heard of Picos, let alone been to a party. And sadly, the government are cracking down on parties, starting to ban them. I grew up in a neighbourhood called uh, Villa Campestre, which is just at the outside of Barranquilla. Um, which is in the north coast of Colombia. You know, very kind of tropical, Caribbean, lots of music, carnival feel. Barranquilla has the biggest carnival in the country. Like when you were driving to the airport, you have to drive through certain of these neighborhoods and it was like, it was right in your face, you know, because the traffic will stop you and there was all these people playing different types of music. The division socially in Colombia it's the impact of many things, you know, what I know, what I've experienced as someone that grew up there is that obviously the economic situation, it kind of defines your status and who you actually get to connect and meet, which is something that started to slowly change, you know. I think that things like the Picosan system and the carnival, and they are things that have been there for actually communities to actually start connecting and meeting each other. Um, so that's what Picosan system, I mean, I guess that for me initially, growing up as a kid, it was something that was like, oh, that's from the, from the hoods, you know, like from the ghetto, you know. Um, and they only play this kind of weird African music, you know. And um, years later, when I became a musician, you became so appreciate, appreciate all this music influence that I had. In Colombia, it's compulsory for all 18-year-old men to spend time in the military, and Oscar was lucky to get posted close to home in Cartagena, in the Navy, which was his ideal situation. While serving, he'd have to stand guard overnight, like a diligent soldier keeping things in check. But 
he did manage to find a spot that provided some relief from the nightly monotony and that gave a bit of a musical education. And I remember in particular there was one spot that for four hours you'd be listening to Pico music at the other side of the river um, where the school was. And it was all these brothels and, you know, just places where they have these Picots going, bam, you know, and you are there with your rifle and just listening to this music. And um, and I didn't never realize how much impact that listening of all that stuff actually had in my compositions these days now because I was like, oh, yeah, I know that tune. And I, know, and I, I never actually heard that in radio or heard anywhere else than actually coming out of those Pico sound system in the brothels, you know? So I thank for that experience. Speaking of music, let's go now to a rough guide of a few more kinds of music that you would hear pumping out of a Pico sound system. This is Champeta, a combination of folk music and dance that specifically originated from people of African descent who are from Barranquilla and Cartagena de Indias. Cumbia is also native to Colombia and remains hugely popular. Sucus is from the Congo Basin. Benga is from Kenya and it evolved by blending the previously mentioned sucus with South African cuela and various styles of Cuban dance music. Of course, we can't run through every genre. Shoutouts to rumba and salsa. Now back to Johnny LP to give us more of an idea of what Pico sound system parties are like. They tried to shut down the community ones, so now they have parties that are in closed off areas. So there'll be a couple of houses that have an area like a courtyard or an alcove that they um, have occupation of and it's fenced off. So they'll have a bigger party in that, or there'll be the bigger style um, parties that happen in a larger arena sort of area with the multiple picos um, potentially from the same, same proprietor. So there's multiple versions of, of El Coriano or El Lobo, or there'll be the smaller neighbourhood ones, which is the ones that I've been to before, where they'll have the pico set up behind someone's fence. Usually there's an old Colombian guy with a big belly DJing um, to lots of kids on the street, people selling beer and food out of their fences that are on opposing areas, and a booming sound that comes from very far away that you sort of don't expect to be some like little party that a family's having for the community. I think what characterises them for me is that um, unlike an event where you'd have a stage and um, you might have a, an artist performing on the stage, these sound systems are down in the crowd. You know, you've got four or five thousand people heaving, um, dancing to champeta, salsa, cumbia. You know, there's bottles of rum being passed around. There's kind of these small barbecue grills with smoke going where the smells are great. Uh, everyone is um, just having a great time and there's this kind of, um, 
I guess in the West we're we're really inhibited. You know, we all stand in the corners of the room and watch people dance. And but um, one thing that I've been really drawn to in Latin American culture and particularly Colombian culture is just um, first of all, you don't need alcohol to have a good time. People will just kind of come together and they'll just throw their hands in the air and party. And you know, in these crowds that are just pulsing, are these giant big sound systems and for whatever reason people don't really care too much about um their hearing so these things are just thumping like when i say thumping i traveled with earplugs and my ears would still ring uh the next day for the colombians they'll sort of thump their fist against their chest and say you know it's all about the feeling you know it's it's about you know being hit with this wall of this wall of sound and drawing an audience to your sound system is key, as is branding, so each sound system has its own series of short promo stings to drop during tracks, all to build the hype, of course. So our sound system is called El Gran Mono. In the tradition of... Colombian Pico sound systems. We've gone with a name that's uh, well, El Gran is 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 a, a term that's given to a lot of large Colombian sound systems. We've gone with mono around the I guess for a couple of reasons. One of which is that um, originally we were in- inspired by um, a Lee Scratch Perry album to kind of feature a large ape or gorilla on the front. Mono itself obviously means one. And let's not forget the other key elements to Pico sound systems, aside from their size, music and promo stings. The artwork. Blazing neon psychedelic illustrations, accentuating the name and splendour of the Pico. Take a look online, there are tons of amazing pictures. I reached out on social media to a guy called Fabian Altajona Romero because I was considering going to the north coast of Brazil uh, or Colombia to look for records. Fabian is like the number one guy on the ground on the Caribbean coast for this culture. And he introduced me to the sound systems of Colombia and also the artwork of Master William Gutierrez. Uh, He's an art teacher by day, um, lives in Barranquilla. And so when I went over there in 2012, I was like, I've got to have a Pico mate. I've got to bring it back to Australia. And I've got to have Master William paint it. I was lucky enough to be sort of dragged through neighbourhoods and sort of met the owners of about 10 or 15 separate Pico sound systems. And Master William's artwork was always the best. It uses fluoro colours to highlight um, or accentuate the artwork itself. They're just so vibrant and um, Master William, like he's been doing it since the sort of 60s or 70s um, and is the most celebrated and prolific artist for Pico artwork, currently still painting. Positive things of uh, Pico is the beautiful exposure of culture and the visually it's something that this is what really attracts a lot of the people that pass through from other countries, and I think that's what inspired uh, Tom and LP to 
say, hey, you know, this is something, this is amazing. Well, let's just do something like that in Melbourne. And I hope that it just continues to, to be celebrated because art and music has a great connection into our culture and how we, how we evolve as a community as well. You know, in, in these kind of Afro-Colombian communities in um, in Barranquilla, they're playing kind of Kenyan benga and, you know, sukus and, you know, like Congolese rumba and, and like virtually no Colombian music at all. It's just all African music. The hope is, and this was never really created for us to DJ on, you know, for these two white guys to have discovered this culture and brought it back to Australia, you know, and here we've discovered this thing and everybody look at it. It's not about that. It's we kind of want to bring it in and have it at festivals, um, have it in at community events and try and change a bit of the narrative around what Columbia means to Australians as well. And that means, um, yeah, getting people playing, you know, Afrobeat on it or, you know, you know, having, yeah, we can have rare African vinyl collectors on it. That's great. And, the, you know, I'm all about that as well. But um, we also kind of want to make it accessible. If you're a great ape screaming from a distance, it could be El Gran Mono having a verbana in the you know in a neighbourhood near you. Before the pandemic, Picos in their native Colombia were the target of massive government crackdowns. But fortunately, in recent times, a more sympathetic mayor in the Barranquilla area has relaxed things a little. And now, during lockdown, many of the Picos have taken their music online for people to enjoy. We'll share the links to this. And since this was recorded, El Gran Mono has been built and started many a party for those around Melbourne. We look forward to when it can return to doing what it does best. Check out their website or social media to hear some DJ mixes and stay in the loop. Thank you to Johnny LP, Tom Noonan and Oscar Jimenez for sharing their stories. Thanks also to Fabian Altajona Romero on the ground in Barranquilla for his encyclopedic and passionate Pico brain. He gave extra resources for this story, including some of the images accompanying this episode. And thanks to Beth Atkinson Quinton for her editorial support and first kiss goodnight for our theme music. I will see you next time on All Ears. Thanks for your ears on this show. I am thrilled to have you with us. I've just got a quick favour to ask so that more people find out about All Ears. Please rate us and leave a review in your preferred podcast platform. It's quick and easy to do it and it makes the world of difference to the show and how many people will hear it. Broadwave. 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 Broadwave.